All right, all right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? My name is Isaac Mihangos. I'm a photographer and web video producer, and we're back with another podcast. This one's a uh, three for three, and we're gonna go over some stories. And you know, I, I really enjoyed talking about what makes the Joe Rogan podcast so successful. So I'm gonna go ahead and talk about another channel as well, which is the Graham Stephan Show, Mr. Graham Stephan, and why I think. His content is so successful. Uh, <clears throat> as someone that's been watching him for like, feels like forever. I think it's been less than a year though, but he's uh, someone that I think has done a phenomenal job finding niche that he's good at and just being himself. And um, that the niche is very niche niche, you know, like financial independence and investing. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that. But first and foremost... Our first story is YouTube on coronavirus and the spread of misinformation. And then New Gigafactory. I briefly mentioned it yesterday on yesterday's podcast, so make sure to check that one out. But I wanted to go over, I think, the biggest story that covers every sort of aspect of our lives right now. And it's it's really weird to see this merge into the tech space. Because so much stuff is being canceled, right? Like E3, uh, the Olympics, and heck, maybe even WWDC, uh, which is like the biggest developer conference in the world for, well, for Apple, you know, Uh, and the revealing of new hardware, possibly, you know, we were having speculation that the new iPad Pro is going to be shown. And, uh, you know, it's just really weird to see that. And I think it's more alarming than I than I thought, you know, because I'm just like, hmm, I'm not going to worry until the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, or the World Health Organization says anything. And it, it's gotten to that point. So, you know, I'm listening, but I'm not panicking because I have a good amount of faith in our nurses and the doctors. We should be listening to them most and first and foremost. And then... I'm just going to say my opinions for later after I I say uh, what's going on on YouTube, which is that there was an open letter by Miss Susan. I'm not going to say her last name because I cannot say her last name. Hopefully I said that right. And let's go over some of the bulletin points that, uh, that the letter stated over. So first and foremost, their biggest thing to do is to make sure that there's no misspread of mi- misinformation and then <clears throat> make sure that you know that the proper authorities are getting the spotlight that they need so the center for disease control and the world health organization are being put at the front of everything you know aside from you know these advertisers that pay them to be put on the front so now it's world-leading organizations, people that are accredited, and, and that's really great in that aspect. Um, and I cannot read my rant. Okay, the World, yep, World Health Organization. And making sure that the policies are put in place are ones that are going to be most beneficial for people. I think there's a quote right here. Um, because it affected YouTube in the sense that even if you try to talk about it, like you're Philip DeFranco and you try to talk about the coronavirus, give good, accurate information is that 
you're going to get demonetized, right? Because there's apparently a protocol in place that if some world-leading uh, catastrophe happens, um, then stuff gets automatically demonetized. Now, this was originally meant to be put in the in terms of like like a natural disaster, right? Where there's a lot of information coming in at once. And not only that, but it's just like the most bizarre. It's not fact-checked. And now one of the quotes says, quote, in the days ahead, we will enable ads for content discuss, discuss, discussing the coronavirus on a limited number of channels, including creators who actually self-certify and a range of new partners, quote, end quote. So, it, so it's basically, you know, in, um, a doo-doo show up in here because there's a lot of information coming from a lot of sources. And again, the, the YouTube problem, I think it, we all know what the YouTube problem is. There's too much stuff being uploaded, not enough people, and the algorithm isn't very good. I think we all know the definition of the YouTube problem now. And first, let's start off with the protocol, right? I think it's, uh, I think before this, it's really smart, right? like a world disaster that had like a hurricane or an earthquake there's bound to be a bunch of people that are you know gonna try to get the attention of people by putting whatever on it in the title and clickbaiting it so understandable and nothing like this has been seen before with the inf with the type of information that we have right uh, it's it's a whole on a whole nother scale what we're seeing right now um because i don't think because the SARS virus was in like 2001. YouTube was not around in this form factor. And, oh, oh, uh, one thing I forgot. To, yeah, so the, YouTube was not in this form factor, right? Where everyone's just allowed to upload. Everyone has a camera. So that's understandable, right? We've never seen that. One of the things that I <laughs> that I really praise them for is uh, one of the, that they're going to start demonetizing people that, and I think this is correct, that are telling people not to go to the doctor. All right, guys, let's listen to the doctors. Let's listen to the CDC and let's go to the doctor if we need to, uh, because this is not affecting just one person. This is affecting everybody. So I, I think that's really great. You know, uh, I'm looking at Gwyneth Paltrow over here who uh, and Goop who are saying that, you know, this face mask is the best face mask on the face of the planet and it's going to cure everything, right? So I really, that's another thing to admire, right? They're, they're, I wouldn't say admire, but it's the right thing, right? Like, don't put advertisers in the front. Don't put these big companies in the very front because one, uh, right now, people's health is more important than the advertisers. So that's the correct move. YouTube does a lot of shh, sh yeah, you know? But this is something that, how it should be for most companies. So that's a great move. And one of the one, you know, I want to dissect the, the quote that I said, where they talk about creators who actually self certify in range of news topics. Now, I don't know. I don't know where you guys get your news from where you check your sources, but always make sure it's accredited and they have a, a great, you know, track record. <laughs> I think uh, Philip DeFranco has one of the best track records. And he he keeps on getting demonetized. Like he'll show us, and it's like, what the heck? Like I, like I know this guy has a team, and he's fact checked. He's been on here for a while. He makes his mistakes, but he always corrects them. 
and you know like he's got a bunch of people checking it so i i really trust it just seems kind of bizarre that someone at this scale has to go through this right like clearly he's not some like i don't know some like some rando that just like shouts into the kid that was him maybe at the start but not anymore but we like clearly he's been on the platform for a long time and he's giving us great information right so i'm gonna give my own solution at the end because this is my podcast i can do whatever whatever i want and you know like what does it mean self-certify in a range of news partners like i think miss susan has it correct in the terms of the creators are who people are here for and the reason they stay I think one of the best creators to give us legitimate, well-sourced, thought-out, who has a, a good head on his shoulders and who is clearly certified is uh, Dr. Mike. He's probably like the best example of, you know what, there's some crazy people out here that are telling us, ow, oh, bit my tongue, that are telling us that like essential oils are going to fix this coronavirus and like... But, but, you know, this, this is clearly a doctor, you know, educational purposes only, uh, of course. He's not a real doctor. He's not our real doctor, I wish. But he's he's someone that clearly has a training who should not be De- Philip DeFranco. Uh, I really, like, possibly like the Young Turks if they are properly sourced as well. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm personally just talking about, like, the creators that are... I don't know if they, they, I would consider them journalists, but you know, like they, they fact checked everything that they do. Um, I don't know if Steven Crowder is checking or like a bench, whoever you listen to, you know, like you're, you're like, okay, trust, you know, news can come from a lot of sources, uh, more traditional sources as well. I don't know if I haven't heard anything about that. Like clearly those people should not be demonetized and they should be put at the top. Let's go back to the Dr. Mike example, who is a professional in this field. My my personal solution for the creator is clearly we should have some sort of badge on the channel, like uh, the snake badge, you know, like the medical badge with the two snakes on there. Like it should be right placed right next to there. And that means one, they're certified by YouTube as a medical professional. Of course, like I don't know all the legal stuff, but it's like educational purposes only, right? Like a certified medical educator I bet, I bet there's like a bunch of doctors on here who are i think uh mr what's the name mr mr ali abdal Ab, abdal i'm sorry if i butcher your name a l i a b d a a a l now that's uh, that's he's from a different country he's from the united kingdom i believe and clearly they have the training and, and it's you know it's a lot easier said than done but they, they should have like a badge next to them who, who when, when they clearly know how to cite information and make sure that it's real and factual and it's not some some snake oil. I think that to me would be a big indicator that this is actually correct and it's not misleading. Um, so that, that's my own personal solution. On a bigger scale, we keep on running to the, to the YouTube problem. Like everything is so big and... Sometimes it comes down to locally, to state, like by state, and then you get to the country. Like um, another solution I'd probably offer is like 
fact checkers like you you guys really need to hire more fact checkers who understand locally gov- like a uh, state and that, those are lawyers but like mini lawyers i don't know what you would call it but it's just like this is a much like as crazy as it sounds like the the more traditional skills are the ones that are needed in my personal opinion to fix something like this and to contain it to a larger extent and it, it's just getting out of control you know like it's it's just way too much information and it, at like 10 the segment is basically i think youtube is doing the right thing it's a lose-lose situation more like they're winning right now like youtube is doing the best that they can and it's easy to blame one person but she's not like you know it's easy to blame one person whether it be a one person or two there's a there's always someone to blame right at the end of the day she's the ceo does not it's not like they're connected to like the website you know like like what was that thing the the terminator thing it is freak i forgot it's like one of the most popular pop culture references but anyways there's always someone to blame it's not their fault they don't control every single aspect of it so let's hope that youtube finds a way to crack down on it even better and gives the green light to people that have clearly shown a great track record at the end of the day so that's that's my personal thought on that you know these are opinions that are just my own, and uh, that's it. So moving on to lighter news, which is Mr. Elon Musk is hunting down to uh, make more batteries for the Cybertruck and the Model Y, and he's building a new Gigafactory. So it's it's just like a small story based on his tweets, the best source for all your Elon news. Uh, I think that that it's important to have another gigafactory i remember one of his interviews he's like 50 gigafactories and the whole world would be able to be solar powered 50 isn't that much the dude's about to build like he already got two out of 50 and he builds four more that's like four out of 50 you know i can add and the the biggest thing that i took away uh was that to him the most important is logistics, logistical costs, access to a large workforce with a wide range of talents, and quality of life. What I'm excited to see is how he's going to advertise this. Because Amazon did try to pitch this um, to people. I think that that was one of the, the news that really took the world by storm. A lot of people are competing. Cities were giving better incentives to the companies than to their own people. They were investing into a company, you know, because of jobs and stuff. Um, but you know, where would be where would this be a good location to? Um, where would the Cybertruck be most well suited? Um, you know, let's see, yada yada yada. Oh, and they had to do this also because they're trying to deliver. They're trying to deliver the Model Y, which was originally supposed to be, like, shipped this year. And then the Cybertruck is supposed to be shipped next year. So, I personally think that, like, Detroit or, like... <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to get water. Uh, I mean, what's the biggest skill needed? If you watch the the mkbhd video where he 
or it was a TLD. I think it was MKBHD. I forgot. I watched so much YouTube that he's like, humans are underrated. Well, he tweeted that to you. Humans are underrated because we can just work so, like, work so efficiently in weird ways. Like, let's say a hose is not in the right place and it's moving around. Humans can just grab that, but you got to train a a robot and it's so difficult to do that so it's really great to know that he wants to build another gigafactory but uh see there's the us again bros uh <clears throat> the best place i would think is where all these coal mining jobs are at mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what part of the united states is known for coal mining but a lot of older people see this transition as a bad transition and I don't or somewhere in Texas if Texas legislation even allows you to do that or the oil industry lets you I think that Detroit Michigan wait Detroit is in Michigan (laughs) I didn't learn geography in school guys Uh, those are like the best places where all these coal mining individuals are going out of business they're hardworking they know how to handle their machinery. They're not, you know, they're not lazy. Like, coal mining is hard, bro. Like, it's it's a, it's a job I would, you know, very... It's like truck driving. It's extremely gruesome. It's not, you have to be conditioned to it. It's, it's, it's not a walk in the park. So, that's where I believe would be the best location. And I don't feel like Tesla has the power to offer an incentive like Amazon uh, because on here says quote, Am- quote Amazon initially promised to invest 5 billion in the winning location and asked cities to identify their available incentive programs end quote so I mean Tesla is no Amazon in, in the sense that it has that much revenue I mean it's only been this year where they've been they've made a profit I believe so Honestly, that's where I personally see that it would fit the bill um, and would change a lot of people's minds. Minds, see, minds. I get it because coal mines and mines is like the old, like the older people. You know, like I said before yesterday, uh, most older folks are the ones with dispensable income. I mean, that's that sounds so easy to say, right? But it's like not everyone's just going to automatically buy a Tesla, but It'll, it might change people's minds on climate change, what a good car feels like, what an amazing car of the future feels like. And you're just going to get some of the most hardworking people who know how to handle the, the machinery uh, to the best, best extent. So hopefully somewhere along those lines they win or it is placed there along the East Coast. And maybe people will change their minds at the end of the day. All right, next story is well not next story just my own personal take on mr graham stefan and i forgot how i I discovered him probably youtube algorithm just like everything else is that i think i I read i watched the matt diavella podcast where man i'm just like that podcast guy i just keep on talking about podcasts all the time that um I saw Matt Diavella's podcast with uh, Ramit Sethi, Mr. Ramit, and I guess that 
trick the algorithm into, oh, this guy's interested in financial independence, uh, being financially savvy. And I am, I really am. I could talk about finances all day and taxes all day. It's really weird. Like, I'm just absorbing the information, you know? And I was like, hmm. So, I think the first video I saw of him was the f the five... I think it was about the index fund. The index funds are the best, guys. Uh, I'm not a financial advisor. Please not. This is just for entertainment purposes. And... I've been. I, I watch his videos every single day. It's he's really entertaining. He's really funny. He tells me to like this as many times as he tells me to smash. It's still hilarious every time he finds a new way to insert how to <laughs> like. He finds new ways to insert. Remember to smash that like button for the YouTube algorithm. End quote on that one. It's just hilarious. So. I want to sort of analyze what makes his content so sticky. And first and foremost, I think he cuts right to the chase. There's no BS. There's what, what astounded me the most was when he revealed how much money he makes on YouTube. I think it was already a, like it was already like people were already doing it. Right. But this guy has like, I think, I think most people, only show like, oh, I made like $3,000 off of this video, right? This dude is showing us like all his, like where's his mom or something? Like are we his mom or is his dad? Like he's showing us every single, all the money. I think it, he makes money seem less scary in that aspect. So the, the first thing is he's very transparent, right? He's not telling us like, here's how you make money overnight. He's, he's very honest in that aspect, like, yo, this takes a long time. It's not going to be easy. It's not clear cut. It's not dry. Second is, you know, he he has, like, the credentials to back it up, right? Uh, the, the real estate thing, like, his current series on buying a home and renovating it, I found it really interesting. So he's very transparent in what he does. So we know how he's making his money. He's not Ty Lopez. Like, I made a million dollars off of making videos out of million. Like, it's not a pyramid scheme, right? So second is that he's very transparent with what he's currently doing. Uh, third, he tells it to like to like the smash to smash the like button. I can't talk to it. Okay? But that's that's the third thing. Fourth is. These are really easy things to do, like the 20 cents iced coffee. That's like super easy. I recently decided to try that one. Not 20 cents, but it's it's a dollar coffee, you know, a day. So I'm getting there. And I th what else? And I think it's, you know, when it comes to YouTube, certain genres pick up certain editing styles. I would say his editing is hilarious when he does that voice where it's like it's like it goes black and white it's like you told me that this was the best podcast and and it's it's just hilarious so i think going back to the editing is every genre feels like they pick up a certain cadence with the editing right like you see there's a certain style and a certain edit in terms of style like in the tech tech world we pick up this very sharp, very clean, certain color grade, 
and then the editing is just like boom you got to change you got to show more details you got to do this you got to do that so you got to think about the sound you got to think about the lighting and like for, for him it's also the simplicity of the edit and the fact that it just it's really odd because there's it's just him talking and a few layers over that and from time to time there's like the voice the <laughs> the really cringy voice and that's it but the important thing is the information and i think what what also he does is deliver really high quality stuff that has been tested and true like the index fund and investing and making sure that the stock market is you know is understood to a good extent uh, constant uploading and and what else hmm i don't know like i really like the the jubilee thing jubilee what is it how do you say that j-u-b-i-l-e-e jubilee is that you know he he was very transparent with his story too like my parents live paycheck to paycheck and i just worked a lot and i save and i'm cheap and i think the the cheapness has rubbed off on me because i'm just like well every time i'm about to purchase something i'm just like is this 20 cent iced coffee and then i'm like mm, and a gram stuff invoice i'm just like no this is not 20 cents i can find this cheaper so it's like i think that that's also one of the parts like it's he's not telling us to buy this course right? he's just being honest this is how you save this is what you do this is how you cut this is how you make sure that what is valuable to you really is valuable to you and spend money on certain things and what else i, I mean con consistency too it's like he keeps up he's like i don't say financial analyst but he's like he's a guy that's tried stuff failed and then he's telling us what's failed and what hasn't so we we're a little bit better off um i think that's it i don't, I don't know what else uh let's see oh yeah <laughs> um no i think that's it uh, make sure to smash the like button on this and yeah i think that that's about it relatively short podcast not too many news on here but like i said you know youtube problem i think miss susan and the entire youtube team at hq are doing the best that they can with so much information and honestly again there's people are always going to point fingers at someone right when it's like it sometimes it literally is out of people's control and out of huge systems and youtube is like the first of its kind so we try well like this is the first time on this scale and i think we'll be better off prepared whenever all this goes over again make sure to listen to credited sources not gwyneth paltrow and goop uh, when it comes to this disease going on disease this virus virus correct language and you know uh, listen to professionals cdc the center for disease control and the world health organization wash your hands um drink water go for a run you know uh, hit the sauna and let's hope that mr elon musk decides to you know build his gigafactory where people will see tesla in a different light 
and it's older folks too. And Mr. Graham Stephan, uh, let me know if you'd ever like to be on my podcast to talk about finances and taxes and how to save on my $1 coffee. But I think that's about it. You know, three for three, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon. And, uh, you know, feel free to always tweet at me at Isaac Mihangos. Feel free to leave a voicemail. Uh, But that's it for now. I thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Isaac Mihangos, and I'll catch you in the next one.